Alright, now I can say good morning. Good morning, man. It's a great day. It's beautiful outside. Spring is coming. Amen? I don't care if they're still calling it winter. Spring is coming. It is beautiful. It is good. Yeah. We've already changed time. Ah, what a blessing it is to worship together, though. Amen? What a blessing it is to worship together in song and in praise and in studying His Word. What a blessing it is to know that if we confess Jesus Christ as Lord, we, every one of us, are called the child of God. What a blessing that is. What a blessing it is that uh, we can know that we are loved. Loved by Christ and loved by each other. What a good day. What a good day. If you just need a hug, just come here. And just say you need a hug. I promise you, you'll have a lot of people wanting to hug you. In a friendly way. I better, I better, I better make sure I say that right. In a friendly way. It is good. What a blessing it is. And um, um, you know what? Uh, it's so good to know that we are loved. And, and I was going to take a minute this morning to... to I'm just still going to do it because it's on my heart. Take a minute and I want you to tell somebody beside you that they are blessed and that they are loved. Take one minute. All right, go. <laughs> teaching is of His Word. Amen. And so, I'm okay with that. So I'm going to tell you, <laughs> weekly, do that. And that is why I say that we, here at Beecher Island, are an independent, non-denominational, Jesus-loving, Bible-preaching church. And I say it every week because I truly believe it. I want to be of Him. I want to be of His Word. Nothing else. I don't want to be of me. That would be bad. Be of Him. Be of Him. And that's why we do what we do. Uh, we seek Him. And, and uh, I love that that's who we are and what we're about. And we make sure that, his, that, that all teaching is of Him and, and of His Word. Alright. John chapter 15. Uh, we're going to read a short set of Scriptures here. But I'll tell you what a very powerful set of Scriptures here. But before we read it, 
I want us to remember why John wrote it so we read it the way he wrote it. And he said, but these things, in John 20, verse 31, but these things are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you will have life in His name. That's how we need to read it. That's how we need to know it. So that's how we're going to read John chapter 15, 9 through 15. We talked about the first set of Scriptures uh, last week, and, and uh, we've been journeying through this a lot. So John chapter 15, 9 through 15. Here we go. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this than to lay down one's life for his friend. You are my friends. If you do whatever I command you, no longer do I call you servant, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends. For all things that I heard from my Father, I have made known to you. Amen, amen. Let's go to Him in prayer. Father God, I thank You for Your Word this morning. I thank You that we can dig into it. Lord, I pray for understanding and I pray for hearts to be ready to hear You. God, I pray that if there's any words spoke this morning that are not of You, they fall to the wayside. They fall to the wayside. Lord, I, I just thank You for this family right here. I thank You for every person here this morning. Lord, I just pray that, that they set aside everything that is not of You and just put their eyes on You. And I pray that everybody walks out of here in a closer relationship to You than when they came in the door. Lord, I thank You that that's the way it can be. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. What a statement Jesus makes in us. Well, what a statement that we can grab a hold of. And I hope that uh, you hear what Jesus is saying. I hope that you hear what He's saying as He says, the love which I have for you is the same love the Father has for me. It's, it's the same quality and degree. That's a thought. You know, uh, when, I read the, when I read this and really think about it, really look at the, the depths of what Jesus is saying, my heart swells and I, and I just bow and worship. Because it is a vast, wide, deep, unmeasurable love that surpasses all knowledge and will never be fully comprehended by man. But yet Jesus says, abide in my love. Abide in my love. Guys, we should always continue to realize His love and enjoy it in our lives. Truly enjoy it in our lives. I think a fitting scripture is Ephesians 3, 16 through 19. And this, this scripture has been on my mind since I started writing this, this sermon and working on it. And, and, and I just talked about it a little bit, but, but Ephesians 3, 16 through 19, listen to what it says. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you 
being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. This should be our prayer, amen? This should be our prayer. And Jesus said, abide in my love. Live and walk and trust in the love, in His love, is what He's saying here. And then He goes on to tell us how to do that. Verse 10, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. <laughs> That's how we abide in His love. We keep His commandments. John 14, 15 in the Amplified Bible says this. John 14, 15, if you really, if you really love me, you will keep and obey my commandments. The hymn song comes to mind now. Trust and obey. Trust and obey. The, 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 the hymn says there is no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. What a hymn song. What a song. Church, He loves us. He, he loves us. And He wants us to love Him. He wants us to love Him the way that He loves the Father and the Father loves Him. And if we love Him that way, the way that He loves the Father, then our hearts will want to keep His commandments. Our heart will want to do that. See in John in, in 1 John 5, 3, it tells us, For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments. But listen to this part. And his commandments are not burdensome. His commandments are not burdensome. It's not a burden to keep his commands. In the second part of what, uh, uh, verse 10 in John 15, Jesus lays out the perfect example. He gives us that perfect example. He says, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. He gives us that example of what we are to do. Everything he did was in obedience to the will of God. Everything he did was in obedience to him. He, he remained in the constant enjoyment of the Father's love. Constant enjoyment. Nothing ever came in between that amazing, loving fellowship. Let me ask you, is there anything coming in between your amazing, loving fellowship with the Lord? Is there anything coming in between? Because when we find ourselves in that amazing, sweet, loving fellowship with Jesus, we can understand the joy that He's talking about in verse 11. You see, Jesus found His own deep joy in communion with God the Father. He wanted His disciples to have that joy that comes from dependence upon Him. And He was laying this out to His disciples. He wanted His joy to be theirs. Same as us. He wants His joy to be ours. You know, today, though, uh, the world's idea of joy 
is happiness that can be found in the world. Um, the sad part of it is, is that most of the time that is thought about as leaving God in the background or leaving God altogether. The, the worldly desires, the, the desires of the flesh are usually setting God aside. But church, Jesus is teaching that real joy, real joy is by allowing God into your life. Understanding His love being poured out on you. And you loving Him. And He says in that, that your joy may be full. I think we can translate to that as too as, as fulfilled. That joy would be fulfilled in abiding in Christ and keeping His commandments. You know, it's sad, but a lot of people have used chapter 15, the Gospel of John chapter 15, to bring doubt. <clears throat> to, to bring doubt to Christians about your security in Christ. They use the first part to, to show that the sheep of Christ uh, might eventually perish. But the Lord's purpose was not that your doubt would be full. No, He said that your joy would be full. Your joy would be full. And then Jesus goes on to tell His disciples and us what His commandment is. Verse 12, this is my commandment. I really, I'm just gonna, before I read this, I, 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 Jesus did it right. Okay, I'm not saying that He didn't at all. But I wish He would have put barely, barely right there. <laughs> focus, focus, church. I need you to get this. I wish He would have put barely, barely, I say unto thee, this is my commandment. Because I want you to get it. Okay, so I'm just going to add that in there, okay? I'm just, I'm just adding Church, focus. He says, this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. That's His commandment. It's not the first time that Jesus has laid this out. It's not the first time that we have talked about it as we've journeyed through John. In John chapter 13, verse 34, He says, a new commandment I give to you, love one another. Love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. And then John reiterates this in 1 John 3.11. 1 John 3.11, he says, For this is the message that you heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. Love one another. Church, how important is it to love one another? How important is it to love one another? Church, how important is it to truly love one another? How important is it that we love people? That we love people. Not just the ones that love us, because even the wicked do that. But the ones that are hard to love. The ones that don't love us. The ones that don't feel like they deserve love. Love the ones that have never stepped in a church building. And love the one that stepped in the church building every minute they could. Maybe a better way to say that is love the one that doesn't have a relationship with Christ and love the one who has an amazing relationship with Christ. Amen? 
A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you. That you also love one another by this all. All will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. John 13, 34, and 35. You know, a lot of people want to add all kinds of things to Jesus' commandment. They want, to, they want to add to the list and make them burdensome. But, but Jesus says, love one another as I have loved you, and that is not burdensome. Church, if we truly love one another, we will find a joy that is complete. Complete. And if you have questions as to, to what that looks like, Jesus goes on to explain it. Verse 13, He says, Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friend. Lay down one's life for his friend. Our love should be such a nature that we should be, be willing to die for one another. It's a big statement. It's a big statement. Jesus knew that He would be dying for them. He knew that He was going to be dying for us. And He would be leaving them in a world that is tough. A world that will hate them. Because they hated Him. He knew that. He knew that and Jesus did not want His disciples to turn on each other and so Jesus lays all this out. He didn't want His disciples turning on each other when things got tough just as He doesn't want His followers turning on each other when things get tough. See, people who are willing to die for each other, they don't fight with each other. I think we forget that in... Maybe our own homes. And we forget it in our own church. In our own church. People who love each other don't fight each other. Because truly the, ex the greatest example of human self-sacrifice was for a man to die for his friend. Listen church, the disciples of Christ are called to this type of devotion. We as followers are called to this type of devotion. You know, uh, some will do this in a literal sense. And some will do this by putting other people's needs in front of theirs. They'll be laying down their life for their neighbor, for their friend, for their stranger. For the stranger. And I think a lot of times we go to the extreme in this and we, we think that if we're not literally laying down our life, then we haven't done it. Uh, that's not true. Because I just said most of the time it is just putting other people's needs in front of all. <laughs> but it starts by laying our own life down first. Uh, that's where it starts because I want to add a scripture to all this mix. And that's 1 John 3.23. 1 John 3.23. Because I think it reiterates the entire gospel of Jesus Christ. And it reiterates His command. 1 John 3.23 says this. And this is His commandment. That we should believe 
on the name of His Son, Jesus Christ. That we should believe on His, on His Son, Jesus Christ. And love one another. As He gave us commandment. You see, first we have to believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. First, we have to believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And believing that, we'll have life in His name. And if we're doing that, we're saying, I'm no longer going to live of my old self. I'm no longer going to live of the sin in my life. I'm no longer going to live of the flesh. I'm going to live, not live of the old, but I'm going to live in the newness of Christ. I'm going to live in Him. And His desires, His will, not mine. We're laying down our life for Him. Because church, I want us to see that He said greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for His friend. And He says, you are my friend. You are my friend. If you do whatever I command you. See, we also got to turn it tie, tie into this 1 John 3.16. He said, 1 John 3.16, By this we know love, because He, because Jesus laid down His life for us, and we also ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. And tie into that John 3.16. I like how they both John 3.16. 1 John, John 3.16. Just know them both. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, and it, says, and it says that whosoever, that whosoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. You see, uh, He showed us. He is the example. He is the example. And He wants us to lay down our lives for Him. We are His friend. We are His friend just as He is our friend. And He'll show us by abiding in His love. By abiding in His love so that we can love people as He loves us. Because we can truly only love people the way He loves us when He abides in us. When it's His love being poured out. But it all starts by giving your life. It all starts by laying down your life. Making the choice that you want to live for Him and not yourself. And then we can abide in His love. And love others. And if that means literally laying down our life for a friend, then it does. But also, but also it can mean our everyday walk of putting other people's needs in front of ours. This can be as simple as making coffee for someone even if you don't drink coffee. Right? It can mean taking on a project and doing a project and expecting nothing in return. It can mean taking on a task when you're asked and doing it full-hearted with a smile. You mean giving somebody a hug. It can mean picking up the phone when you have somebody on your heart and giving them a call. Send them a text. It can be laying down your needs and putting theirs first. Loving other people. Loving other people the same way Christ loves us. Abide in His love and know. He says, you are my friends if you do whatever I command you. 
No longer do I call you servant, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friend. For all things that I heard from my Father I have made known to you. Church, do you truly understand that you are his friend? I'll be honest, I, I, don't, I read that when I was younger. I read it and read it and I thought it was cool. But I don't know that I ever grasped. He is my friend. He's my friend. He's your friend. And he is our friend. It is a two-way friendship, not a one-way. It is a two-way friendship and we do not have... We don't have to follow His commandments to be His friend. No, we follow His commandments because we are His friend. That's why we do His commandments. And truly, that's the way our friendship should be displayed to the world. Because He is our friend. Because He does love us and we love Him. That's why we follow that and we love others. In a way that the world doesn't understand. What an amazing thought. You see, Jesus continues in verse 16. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. And that your fruit should remain. That whatever you ask the Father in my name, He may give you. These things I command you, that you love one another. He chose us. But He chose every one of us. He chose every person who has ever walked this earth. But it's those who choose Him that will abide in His love and produce fruit. You see, uh, He lays it all out for us. He, he wants every person to come to Him. It doesn't matter what your past looks like. It doesn't matter what yesterday looked like. He wants every person to be in Him. He wants every person to, to abide in His love. And He said, listen, I, I don't want you to think that following Me is a burden. I don't want you to think that, that following My commands are a burden. No, just come abide in Me and I'll abide in you. And together, we'll love people. Together, you can follow My commands. And it says, whatever you ask in the Father, ask the Father in my name, he will give you. This is the third time now that we've read this in just a few, a few chapters. Pray in faith. Pray in faith and know that when you abide in him and ask your desires in him, the Father listens. The Father listens. Church, let's love one another. Let's abide in him. Let's let us not love in word or deed, but in action. But in action and in truth. And know that He chose you to be His friend. And to love you. And to spend eternity with you. Are we wrapping our minds around that?
Choose Him to be your friend and your Savior. If you haven't done that, today's the day. I pray that out of His glorious riches, He may strengthen you with power through His Spirit in your inner being. So that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Church, that's my prayer for you this week. Church, that's my prayer. And I hope that will be your prayer this week. I'm going to invite the music team up. I want to take a minute though and just say, if you do not know the love of Christ, if you don't know His love, and if you have not confessed that Jesus Christ is, that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, today's the day. Today's the day. If you have not allowed Him to be the Lord of your life, today's the day. Today is the day, and I, and I would love to talk with you about that if you're willing. I'd love to talk with you about that. Today is the day to, to lay down your life and come to Him and meet your eternal friend and Savior. Today is the day. And if you are doing that today, when I pray here in just a minute, I would love for you to come forward. Because I would love to talk with you about that. And if you're having some burdens laid upon you, you want to pray about it? When I'm praying, if you just come forward, I would love to pray with you. We're going to stand and sing too, and if you want to come forward during that time and you need prayers, you need anything, if you just need love, just need a hug, come forward. We are here for one another. And uh, I want to encourage you that if you need anything, please come while I pray, while we sing, it doesn't matter, but I want you to know we're here for you and your journey from here to heaven. Ah, let's pray. Father God, I thank you so much for your love that you just pour out. You love us the same way the Father loves you and you love the Father. And that is amazing. It's so big that we can't fathom it, but yet we can abide in it. We don't have to understand it to abide in it. And I thank you for that. I thank you that your love is that big. God, I just pray right now that, that we do abide in it. And that we do follow your command of loving others. Lord, I know that the only way we can do that is when we abide in you. That when we, when we confess you, when we, when we speak your name as our Savior, as Lord... Lord, I, I pray that that's what we first do. And if we've done that, Lord, I pray that we love one another and we love this, uh, just people, love people, and we, and we be different than this world. God, I pray that we're outcasts, as you call us. I pray that we, we take that literally and we are outcasts in this world because we are not citizens of this world, but citizens of heaven. And what a blessing that is, Lord. Thank you for that. Lord, I pray for strength for every one of us that we can love people 
the way you love us. Lord, that's in you. In you, Lord. God, I pray for anybody that's struggling with burdens this morning. I pray for anybody that's got a heavy heart. Lord, I lift them up to you. And I just pray that they see your love just pouring into them in a way that they can't even fathom. Lord, I thank you for that. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Stand and sing with us again.